I'm all alone on my midnight run I'm taking me a midnight run I'm making another one A thousand miles or more I'll drive To where I lived when I thought I was alive They'll never know I was ever around Good morning, good morning, good morning. Cable Smith, welcome everybody into episode 617 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks today. And uh, speaking of fishing, I don't know how I was so late to the uh, to the party on this thing, but I finally went on my first trip where the boat was outfitted with LiveScope, which of course is a Garmin product, and it's like a fish finder on steroids times 10. It shows you where the fish are, what size they are. Like literally, Jerry Hancock, my friend and crappie guide on Lake Fork, was like, here, throw your uh, pitch your jig right over here at this tree, and then he's watching the, the bait fall. Tells me, move it right or left, and I'm looking at the bait now right in front of the fish's face. I see the fish, which is just a white-hot image, move up, and I feel it hit, and I lift the rod, and I've got him hooked. Two-pound crappie. What what are the ethics of that, though? I don't know. I mean, I left thinking this was really cool. The, the crappie were so spread out with this warm front that we had that um, if we didn't have live scope, we maybe would have caught a couple fish. Literally... They weren't schooled up at all, just a single crappie here and there, some relating to trees, some just out in the open that he called roamers, and we were able to catch those. You would have never known those fish were there. Uh, I don't know, though, about, like, for, for tournaments, should they be allowed? Uh, I, part of me says just embrace the technology, like cell cameras aren't going anywhere, like um, the cell phone that many of you are listening to this through, Right? Um, part of me also thinks how much is too much, but it's like the same argument that we saw 20 years ago with crossbow hunters and archery hunters. I, I don't know the answer. I think, I think there's pros and cons to all of it, but it was certainly fascinating. And my dad was out there with me. You can't, that was the real trophy. I mean, we caught 20 crappie weighing a pound and a half or bigger, walked away with a huge, bag of fillets and crappie tails which i'm going to fry up Mm -mm, good stuff tastes like a potato chip um but the real trophy was just getting to uh to spend time with my old man on the water doing what he loves most i mean he's not a hunter he just he loves fishing and uh, that's what his his dad was a crappie fisherman he told me that he remembers and that and they used to go at nighttime and his dad would put all these lights up this has to be in the 60s uh early 60s yeah uh, put these lights up on the boat. They go to like Lake of the Pines or something. Attract all the bugs and all the minnows, <laughs> and hopefully attract the the bigger fish, the crappie, uh, as a result. And and they only fished with live minnows, so um, it was great to to hear Dad talk about those stories growing up. Because I asked him, when was the last time you just went after crappie? And he was like, Oh gosh, uh, thirty years. <laughs> And it's all bass and trout for him these days. So uh, it was awesome to uh, to have that experience and share with Dad. What are we doing 
on today's show. Let me tell you. Go ahead. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old Stanley Thermos. If you're like me, it's filled up with uh, Black Rifle. I think I'm drinking Power Llama today. Uh, But uh, pour yourself another cup because we are ready to rock and roll. And we've only got one guest today, which I'm super excited about. He's one of my favorite singer-songwriters. He's also a passionate turkey hunter. And um, I think I became aware of his music, golly, it has to be, 15 years ago now, something like that. But Adam Hood will be here in studio. Um, You're going to know some of his music. You probably also know some of the songs he's written that other people have recorded. Uh, But he's got his guitar, and uh, we're going to talk a lot of turkey hunting. I'm going to see if he can cut the mustard on waterfowling or if he's just uh, like a lot of musicians being like, oh, yeah, I've done that once or twice. But no. Uh, I've got a test for Adam today. We'll see if he passes. And uh, then, of course, we'll hear some old music and some new music as well. So looking forward to having him join us in studio momentarily. That's what we're doing today. It's going to take up the uh, the entire show. And uh, I think it'll be a very interesting conversation, to say the least. So excited to have Adam Hood here on today's presentation. Let's knock out a, uh, a quick giveaway. How about, what do we have today? How about a NUMA cap and t-shirt? Uh, you all know that NUMA is the, uh, the outdoor apparel, the hunting gear that I love and trust. Texas-based and owned, which, by the way, uh, we just celebrated Texas Independence Day this past week. I don't know if you all knew that, but we did. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, just email the word... Longbeard, that's Longbeard, because we're going to be talking spraying gobblers on today's show, but uh, email Longbeard to LoneStarOutdoorShow at gmail.com, and you're entered into today's NUMA giveaway. Uh, we'll be right back with the great Adam Hood in studio on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Cable here for Big and J Whitetail Attractants. Few things are more enjoyable than to watch the kids put out the Big and J BB squared and then start beating dad up to look at his cell phone. Why? Because they want to see what bucks are coming to eat the Big and J. You can find their entire lineup of Whitetail Attractants at BigandJ.com. Tactical Skeleton Firearms specializes in custom AR-10 firearms. They're best known for their AR-10 308 pistols. Also, dual-caliber AR-10 rifle systems and dual-caliber AR-15 takedown pistols. Tactical Skeleton specializes in custom Cerakoting engraving, and they'll custom laser-cut the foam insert inside your hard gun case. They'll also take on any exotic caliber build offered on the AR-10 or AR-15 platform. Precision machining and hand-built quality guaranteed by a lifetime warranty? Who does that? Get free shipping on your order when you visit TacticalSkeleton.com today. Cable here for All Season Smokers. The Gates family has been making the best feeders on the planet for over 40 years now. I think uh, Mr. Gates started All Seasons back in the 80s. But uh, the evolution of that company has resulted in now the best smokers and grills 
coming out of the Lone Star State. I've got a brand spanking new pellet grill. Absolutely love it. Set the temp, walk away, come back. Meat is cooked perfectly every time. It's great for wild game, ribs, steaks, you name it. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. Cable Smith welcoming everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by the good folks over at Mossberg Firearms, America's longest-running family-owned firearm manufacturer. Not sure if you knew that, but uh, yeah, they've been family-owned and operated for over a century. That's a long time. All these other manufacturers have, you know, they've changed hands three, four, a dozen times over the years. Some of them even declaring bankruptcy. Mossberg's never done that. They are still making honest, hardworking, reliable firearms at a price point that the working man can afford. So whether you're uh, a big game hunter, a waterfowler, or you're looking for a, a pistol or a home defense shotgun, they've got something for everybody. Probably a couple things for everybody. I know. I've got a safe full of them. <laughs> Check it out. You can find their entire lineup of American-made firearms at Mossberg.com. Well, let's go ahead and bring on our first guest today. This has been a long time coming, but we finally made it happen. And so here in the flesh, in studio today, it is my pleasure to welcome one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Adam Hood. Great to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. I feel like we kind of had this conversation a bunch and hadn't really been able to do it until now. So yeah. thanks, for, thanks for having me. That is my out. pleasure. My pleasure. So I guess the the first thing we got to say is uh, Leonard Skinner was right. You know, we don't need uh, Southern man don't need Neil Young around anyhow. Uh, look at there. <laughs> wow. You know. And why are we talking about Leonard Skinner? It's because you're from Alabama. I am indeed from Alabama. Yep. Yeah. Born and raised. Still live there. Uh-huh. In spite of uh, popular opinion and the, and what most people believe. Because I mean, I'm here in Texas. I mean, until COVID, I was here about three weekends a month, and then I write in Nashville. I've been doing that for about twelve years, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of transient. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was a hundred percent transient until you know I met my wife and started having children, and so at least I, I have a real live address now. You know, so I get, Texas is such a unique animal because oh, yeah, I mean, obviously you've been doing this a long time. I'm a big fan of your music. Thank you, but your music isn't what you would hear on modern day Nashville radio. Right. Alabama can't support their own country music industry. Right. Or you wouldn't be coming to Texas Correct. all the time. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's it's just as simple as that. I mean, Texas is kind of its own self-sufficient music industry. There's, yeah. there's plenty of artists. There's plenty of bands. There's, um, I mean, I'd say probably the only thing that, that I've noticed that really isn't as, as, predominant in texas music is just the 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 writers the the publishing houses you know what i mean and so like because nashville is a writer's town and even the guys in texas that i've written with we we've been in nashville when we write you know and i don't know why that is i guess it's just 
I guess it's just because that's the way it's always been. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of, if I'm going to write, for me, it's easier to go to Nashville and set aside the time to concentrate on nothing but that. If I come out here and say, write with Wade or Randy or, or somebody like that, it's hard to do it when you're out in Texas because either I'm, you know, I'm out here touring mm-hmm. or they are too. So, you know, it's kind of hard to find and set aside the time. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I mean, the venues are self-sufficient. Uh, there, there's, you know, radio, there's what you guys are doing, you know, and, and it's, it's part of the culture. I mean, you know, on Friday, Saturday nights, people, they, they get a babysitter, they yeah. go to their favorite place, they listen to their favorite bands and that's what they do, you know, and it's not always like that. Yeah. I know nowhere else, yeah. <laughs> really nowhere else. <laughs> Um, I was in Las Vegas for a, uh, a uh, hunting convention, the SCI mm-hmm. uh, convention, a couple uh, weekends ago. And Adele is doing this residency there. Oh, wow. And the first concert was on that Saturday night. Wow. I mean, I ran into people from Brazil yeah. that flew there, and she canceled the concert. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a disappointment, man! Yeah. That's so sad. She was like, "No, the set's not ready. We're not doing it." And Is all that these right? People, yeah, literally like hours before the concert. So that was—I mean, like it was—it was because of the set's not ready. She said we are not ready to have this production. Wow, so no concert. Like, wow. what the hell? Go out in there and just sing for these people that I know. flew from all over the country. I mean, just like, oh, what a beating. That is indeed I'm sure the a casinos beating. made a lot of money off of that. I know. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't like, refund the tickets or anything. Screw it now. Let's go gamble. <laughs> <laughs> right. No joke. Yeah. So, did you grow up hunting and fishing? I did. Yeah. My father was a. Uh, my father and my uh, my dad's brother and my grandfather were all in the, the hunting industry. Well, not hunting, the timber industry, mm-hmm. foresters. My my granddad was a, a you know he was a, a mule driven pulp wooder and stuff like that. So, yeah, and my turkey hunting was what we really did. Yeah. Um, and my my dad was really kind of pretty masterful at it, really, and taught himself and you know taught himself off a of forty five of you know how to call turkeys and you know had a had a, a a book of Ben Rogers Lee and had the the 10th Legion and, uh, and, you know, just went out and sat in the woods and listened to turkeys and learned how to do it, you know? And so, um, I learned, it was, it was interesting because I I grew up as a kid hunting turkeys and then our paths kind of separated when, uh, when music started happening because, you know, I mean, you got to get up at four in the morning and I was coming home at three. Right. So if I come home at three and get up at four, I'm kind of useless, you know? Mm And so uh, that was, you know, about that time, high school, I started doing my own thing for a little while. Then about 12 years ago, dad passed away. My inheritance was uh, his firearms, and and that's kind of – and then I met my wife, and so, you know, my father-in-law is a big outdoorsman and stuff, and it was kind of a – it was something that I'd do to remember my dad and also something that kind of created a, a, a good relationship with my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And yeah. out of those uh, firearms that were passed down to you – what would you say is the one that you're like, man, that's, that's so cool that I have that gun. So I have, um, we have, I have one rifle. It's a, it's a, a, a Browning medallion, seven millimeter 08. So a pretty, you know, kind of low caliber yeah. rifle, but the only one I have. And so I have these, I have a, um, a, a BPS 12 gauge. I have two of them. I have one that I hunt turkeys with. It's, it's a, it's a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. It has like a the, the composite stock. And then I have one that that's uh, the, the full scale, like a 28 inch barrel. And, and uh, I hunt ducks with that one. Nice. And so the cool thing is about those is, is they were, they're, they're both uh, 
bottom ejecting guns. And so I'm left-handed. My dad was right-handed and that's why, that's why he bought those guns so that we could use them. Awesome. And so, you know, I, you know, I mean, they don't even shoot three and a half. So I still right. shoot a three inch shell. And, um, and so, you know, I've talked to my wife about it and I mean, when I start missing birds or <laughs> I'll get a, a different gun, but hey, so far I'm doing good. Broken, that's right? right. Exactly. Yeah. So but I'm really proud of those. And, and, you know, they're kind of, they're conversation pieces and, you know, I, that the one that's, I use for duck hunting to still got wood on it and stuff. And so I probably, I'll probably retire that one, but that Turkey gun, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's indestructible. So, yeah. I, um, my dad didn't hunt. He's a big bass fisherman. And ah, so okay. I got my grandfather's guns. My mom's dad, because mm-hmm. my dad's dad, big fisherman too. Yeah. So huh. something we, I didn't do growing up. So anyway, my grandfather, I recently got his guns from my cousin. Hmm. Because my uncle passed away, my cousin got him. My cousin's like, I don't have any use for these. I was like, wow. don't pawn them. I'll pay you whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You want? I'll pay you more than whatever. I don't care. I just hmm. want granddad's guns. <laughs> and so I got them, and uh, I shot a uh, I shot a doe with his Marlin thirty thirty this year, oh, which wow. was cool. I don't I, that gun probably hadn't been hadn't taken an animal in forty years. Yeah, and the serial number it was made in the late sixties. So, uh, but that was pretty cool. And I and I had. I haven't shot it since, and I don't know if I'll shoot it again. But you were successful at yeah, it that time. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty awesome, man. So it was it was cool to uh, just the nostalgia and the, what it's, it means to hunt with something that was somebody that uh, left a lasting impression on your life. Is like they were there doing the same thing, and now I'm honoring that tradition by hunting with their firearm. I feel like that's exactly the deal. You know, I mean, and and it's for all the practicality that it's and like I said you know those guns are just as practical as they are sentimental to me but mm-hmm. but the sentimental value it's priceless yeah. you know yeah. and so yeah that's that's man there's something to that and I don't know that I mean firearms are like that I think and uh, and instruments are like that mm-hmm. you know and now granted no one in my family ever could carry a tune in a bucket much less <laughs> play a guitar so I'm I'm kind of a black sheep when it comes to that <laughs> yeah. so so yeah. how, how old were you when you wrote your first song? Oh, man, I was trying to write songs for my high school girlfriends and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I probably, I dabbled in it for a long time. You know, when I was, I feel like I always had a guitar. I started taking it seriously, like like learning how to play, taking lessons in seventh grade. So I was, what, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through high school playing um, and and so a little after high school was probably when I first actually started and finished a song. You know, okay. I mean the songs that are on my Twenty One to Enter album, uh, those are the first songs I ever wrote. And I mean I still play them now. I'm yeah. kind of always say this in front of people. It's like, man, I I can't believe you people still want to hear these songs. You know, <laughs> I can't believe you want to. These yeah. are the first songs I ever wrote. You know, which um, I think we're gonna take a listen to one of those now and. Uh, this is the first time that I ever heard your music. Yeah. Heard it right here in North Texas on 95 through the range, uh, 22 days too long. Yeah. This was my first single that we ever that put out, like my first official single. So awesome. Birmingham to Jackson. Vicksburg to Rustin Girl, you know that I miss you when I'm gone The sunshine on your bare feet 
Your toenails painted hot pink Running through the sprinklers in your mama's front lawn You know the radio's playing that song you're always singing And the dawn is breaking, the old yellow moon is sinking well, I run the truck up in the yard and leave the keys swinging. Cause 21 days has got me thinking that 21 days is 22 days too long. Fayetteville to Little Rock, Shreveport to Beaumont. Girl, you know that I miss you. When I'm gone Labor Day was a fine mess You got cake on your sundress We just laughed it off When you kept it on You know the radio's playing That song you're always singing And the dawn is breaking the holy yellow moon is sinking Well, I run the truck up in the yard And leave the keys swinging Cause 21 days has got me thinking that 21 days is 22 days too long The old yellow moon is sinking Well, I run the truck up in the yard And leave the keys swinging Cause 21 days has gotten me thinking that 21 days is 22 days too long Yeah, baby, 22 days too long Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <dude>. That, <laughs> Thanks, one, that one stands up. So do you still play that one at every show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some guys are like, oh, can you play this song? And they're like, oh, I don't even remember how to play that one. <laughs> I have two audiences of people, and there's people that, that, that really want to hear, like, the first two or three records, and then there's people that don't know those records. Uh-huh. And so it's like two, two schools. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. The deal was with that... I put out this record that was basically a live tape or a live, yeah, it was a tape at, the, at that time in, in 99. <laughs> yeah, we're old. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And uh, so that, that led to this four-song EP that had the Play Something We Know song on it and, uh, and Million Miles Away. And those songs got me to, uh, I met Pete Anderson and went to L.A. and recorded the Different Groove album, which was got 22 days mm-hmm. on it and, and different groove and a couple others on there so that yeah. was that was my first full-length studio wrote these songs album and yeah and, and the first radio, radio single mm-hmm. yeah. 22 days was the first song that i ever really put out to radio yeah, yeah. um 
let's keep the tunes rolling and uh, let's take a listen to one that is a, is a sentimental one. Um, I think your dad probably had a lot to do with inspiring this one. Yeah, for sure. It took me took me four years to work up the nerve to write it in about an hour and a half to get it done. So. <laughs> uh, let's do he did. I drive one way to get there, take another way back. It might take a little longer, burn a little more gas. The only rhyme or reason for it is he did. I try to catch a sunrise every chance I get. Make a pot of coffee, smoke a cigarette. I finally acquired a taste for it Like he did I've heard him say when I was young Boy, you're nothing but your father's son And out of all I dreamed that I'd become It's the one thing I'm proud I've done so I don't spend a nickel until every bill's paid I don't waste my money if it ain't made by Chevrolet And I can fix it for just the Craftsman Ranch Like he did your father's son and out of all I dreamed that I'd become it's the one thing I'm proud I've done and so I take off the first week hunting season hits marry my best friend have a couple kids and teach them how to make the best of how they live like he did Cause he did Love it, man. I Thank love you, it. man. I think my favorite uh, line in there is, uh, boy, you ain't nothing but your father's son. Right, right. And I think that could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Yeah, If you exactly. had a, a dad that you looked up to and was a good role model, like, hey, that's great. You yeah. Know? Well, and I see myself, you know, I, I, I put on certain shirts, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm a dad. Like, there he is right there, you know. <laughs> when you have a dad that, that instills those values and, and love for the outdoors, and I think a respect, like my dad wasn't a hunter, but we did a lot of bird watching, and we did a lot of fishing, and that's really where I fell in love with the outdoors was through him and his, right. his passion for being outside and camping and I feel like uh, his faith and being closer to God when you're out there, it's, uh, I think, all part of that. So, Well, that's the cool thing about that song. You know, I mean, yeah, I joke about how long it took, but but really it's, it was a, it was kind of a, I don't want to say it was hard. I mean, it was hard. It was hard to sort of to take that song and let it have the sentiment that it deserves, but also have 
the respect, you know, I mean, this mm-hmm. is kind of man to man kind of right. respect and love and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that, that was, it, it, it's special to me that way. But like you say, I mean, it's true. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, other than hunting and other than the outdoors, I learned from my dad, you mm-hmm. know, I had, I learned a lot of really practical things and conventional how, how wisdom, to be a husband, common sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How to be a dad. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to do this. We'll take a quick break here, come back, hear some more music, talk a little more hunting, among other things, with Adam Hood. That segment brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractants. It's like my kid's favorite thing to do when we go to the Deerleys. They love to put out the Big and J, and then they want to check Daddy's trail cameras. Why? Because they know Big and J brings in the big bucks, and they like to see that. You can find Big and J's entire lineup of Whitetail Attractants at Big and J. Dot com. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Let us take off our hats to our brothers in arms and the chances that they never had. Hey guys, Cable here, and last year was a wild year for censorship. It's only continuing in 2022 uh, for us hunters and anglers. So I've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship go wild was built by outdoorsmen and women by hunters and anglers just like you it's a free social community not only are your photos not censored they're encouraged imagine that go wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies gear reviews and inviting friends as you earn points you unlock awesome rewards too such as gift cards free swag knives huge discounts on brands like garmin and vortex and so many more oh and if you create a free account, you get 10 bucks to the store just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started, and I'll see you over there. Cable here, and if you're like me, you probably enjoy bold flavors and cuisines. And nobody does Cajun and Creole better than Chris's Specialty Foods in Frisco. Their forte includes specialty sausages, boudins, and andouille, pre-cooked soups, gumbos, and sides, where all you have to do is heat it up. What about high-quality steaks, smoked and fried turkeys, turduckins, and turduckin rolls for the holidays, plus gift boxes. Storefront conveniently located off Dallas Parkway in Frisco, or shop online at chrisespecialtyfoods.com and have it delivered to your door. I can get down to Houston. I can get there by dawn. The plenty of in that city to get something good going on. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SDI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thanks for being here today. We're still visiting with singer-songwriter Adam Hood, who is here in studio. And we'll pick it back up with Adam momentarily. But first, this segment brought to you by Vortex Wear. From the gun range to the deer lease to the boathouse to the bar. That's basically my favorite places. Uh, Yep, Vortex Wear has something for everybody. And you can find their entire lineup of awesome outdoor-inspired apparel right there at VortexOptics.com. And save 20% off your entire order of Vortex Apparel with that promo code LONESTAR20. All right. Well, Adam, uh, thanks for sticking around, man. Your latest single, mm-hmm. I think you just released uh, in twenty in the last fall of 2021, Pine Cones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So... Prior to that, though, you your last album was in 2018. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure that COVID affected you just as much as it did every musician. 100%. So did you have something in the works that you're like, we're going to have to table this because we can't tour to promote it? And like, how, explain how all of that played out. So, uh, yeah, the somewhere in between record, I put that one out. And then we went back. The, the plan was to, to actually go in and release a record every 18 months, mm-hmm. two years at max. And so I went into the studio. Um, Brent Cobb is a good friend of mine, one of my best friends. And so he and I went to Macon, Georgia. And basically the deal was, you know, Brent and I share an Macon, apartment. Macon, Georgia. There's a Stonewall Jackson song that comes to mind there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, I washed my hands in muddy waters, I think. Uh-huh. It's talking about his dad wasn't like our dads. His dad was a, in, the, in jail all the time. <laughs> Yeah. I have to look that song up. I guess I've heard yeah. it before. Yeah, huh. it's a good old tune, is it? Yeah, but he's not. He's trying not to be like his dad, but ends up being like him anyway. <laughs> That's right. The apple ends up in jail far, himself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so Brent and I are, are close. We share an apartment in Nashville, and and so we're we're there together all the time. And um, I was planning on the next record, and and Brent kept having input, and I was like, well, why don't you just produce the damn thing, you know? Mm. And so he said, well, all right, I'll take you up on that. And so we went to Macon, uh, where Capricorn Studios is, where Skinner recorded, Almond Brothers, all those guys. Uh, Delbert did some records there, and uh, Wet Willie and, and guys like that. And we went in and got the guys from Blackberry Smoke to be the backup band. Charlie and I are—I'm from Opelika, Alabama— and, and Charlie is from Valley. And so that those are 20 minutes apart. Mm. And so, like, we, you know, we kind of rival high schools. We're close. I think Charlie graduated in 92. I'm in 93. So, you know, we have a lot of similarities. And so we did that record together. And we finished it. We started it in August, got the Masters back in December. And just, wait, I mean, I've sat on it for a year, you know, and just sat on it trying to figure out what to do. And, and there's... There's not much you can do when the, the you know, everybody's backed up, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you, I understand that. I, I get it. You know, I mean, there's, there's people that, you know, were kind of, that already had plans that were plans that ahead of mine and all that stuff. But I got tired of waiting and I said, okay, we're just going to do this ourselves, yeah. you know? So, yeah. But the pine cones, I put pine cones out and I put a song called Mo Damn Crickets out and then I put a song out called uh, This Opening Line that I, I did with one of the guys from Banded. And that was like that song was kind of what got me into the studio prelim, preliminarily. That's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, to, to start that process and get songs released. And so, um, yeah, just kind of something to get us out there. Right on, right on. So I know you, you grew up obviously um, hunting turkeys. Mm-hmm. And did you do much fishing too? Not really. Yeah. I still don't do much fishing, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's just, um, but we, you know, I've been deep sea fishing twice, and apparently I'm really good at deep sea fishing. <laughs> I'm one of those guys, you know, like you take him out and he catches the biggest fish. Nice. Like, that's me. Yeah. So, what kind of fish? Uh, so, the last. Did you go out years, of the Gulf of Mexico? We went out to Key West with, oh, for nice. the Smile Zero Fest. And uh-huh. so, it was last year, I caught a pretty nice Wahoo. And uh-huh. then this year, we went out uh, and fished the flats. And caught a bunch of barracudas, caught a, a really nice barracuda. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That is cool. You and I connected a few years ago, and then COVID happened, and mm-hmm. it, we just never ended up getting together. But um, I remember in those texts, like, your passion for you you want to hunt turkeys. It's almost right. your – it's basically your favorite time of the year. Start coming up. It's next month. Um, you guys have Easterns mm-hmm. in Alabama. Correct. 
we have Rios. Well, we have a few Easterns in East Texas, but we mostly have Rios here. You've never hunted them in Texas, though. I never have. So where do the Rios start? Like where? I mean, because I've seen like I thirty five, like okay. west of that, like it's uh, that it's Rio sense. country. It, it, I, I can kind of see that. I yeah. mean, you know, the geography kind of changes too. It goes from it seems like it goes from tall pines to kind of scrub brush, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. And okay. I, don't, I don't get it. Since you haven't hunted the Rios, I, you wouldn't be able to attest to whether they're dumber or smarter. Everyone says, "Oh, you." I, I've never hunted Eastern, so. It's like, well, you're you're in for a rough surprise because yeah. they're not as dumb as those Rios. So, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel pretty dumb hunting Rios. They they make me uh, very humble at times. And other days I'm just like, God, how how stupid can these birds be? You know, <laughs> man, how, that's I don't know that I've ever said that about an Eastern. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous that you say that. I literally so uh, I hunted in South Texas a couple times, going back this year with um, taking the friends from uh, my friends from Mossberg down there. And, uh, dude, I literally crawled out, put a decoy out. The bird, the the gobbler saw me do this. Hmm. (laughs) He saw me from like 200 yards away. He was looking right at me. Oh, my gosh. And 15 minutes of calling. Yeah. Him responding. He just walks in. My buddy smokes him. I'm like, you dumb bastard. You saw me put that out. Why Listen, did you do that? If they think a, the door of a truck is another turkey, then yeah, they're all mm-hmm. they're all pretty stupid. But the Easterns are a lot more aloof. And yeah. you know, I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if it's it, it can't be population. Um but I don't know. I mean how is how I think are, maybe the Easterns have just been persecuted harder and longer. Yeah, and it's you know, the seasons are it, we don't again, we don't have a fall season and they've all, like this year they've they've cut Alabama's season down another week mm-hmm. and we're down another bird and can't use oh, decoys. Wow. And so I you mean You can't use decoys? We can't as of this as of this year. Commies. That tells you the numbers are declining. Yeah. You know that sucks. We can shoot four Rios or three Rios and one Eastern in Texas. Wow. Yeah. You're so lucky. What am I doing? Why uh, am I over there trying to kill us? You spend so much time in Texas. I'm sure you get an invite, but as so many musicians, as it goes for you guys, a lot of those invites are on the weekends when you guys are I'd make making time. money. Uh, yeah, I'd make the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have heard though from people that have hunted turkeys for decades longer than me that Merriams are the dumbest. Is that right? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Interesting. So Rios are dumb. But they're dumber. That's what I hear. Oh, I can't I attest that because I haven't hunted Merriams, but I gotta get out. Of I have Alabama. seen them. Literally, I'm sitting on the ground at a watering hole waiting for elk in New Mexico. Hmm. They walk like five feet by me. Oh, I'm wow. like, I'm not really even being that still. I'm actually videoing you with my phone. I don't know. Wow, it's yeah. not like that with Easterns. How about that? That's yeah. cool. So, will you you're gonna go back to Alabama and hunt them this this spring? Yeah, for sure. Right on. Already got plans. I try to cash in my chips with my wife because, <laughs> you know, deer season, you know, our deer season is kind of long. Uh-huh. I mean, it, you know, it comes in October 15th. It goes out February 10th. And so, oh, nice. I mean, you know, I don't bow hunt all that much, but I have a bow. And so, you know, I can, I can use that time during bow season to, to, to hunt if I, if I choose to, but, um, it's, you know, I, I can't, I can't do it that much, you know? And so, so turkey season is only five weeks and that's, that's a small amount of trouble to get in. You yeah. know, four months is a lot of trouble to get in. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially when you're gone on the weekends. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, what would you say if there's one that stands out, what would be your favorite hunting memory? Hmm. 
I remember taking my first my first trick with my dad, you know, and it uh-huh. was it was pretty special, you know, because I feel like it was I feel like I went with him a lot for about three or four years, and then one day it happened, you know, uh-huh. and so uh, yeah, that was pretty special. I was in eighth grade. It's fun. I still have this, the fan on the wall. It's Hell my yeah. first turkey. So yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of call do you rely on these days? Uh, uh, slate's pretty. That's that's to me the most true. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I I feel like I can make like I I work mouth calls pretty well. I've I've kind of always kind of naturally been good at it. I think it's a pitch thing. And right. So um, I you know I know my way around it pretty well but they don't really have mouth calls don't have the volume they and they really don't you know yeah. but there's certain things that you know i i just feel like you can't cut and you can't purr with your mouth some people can it's just not it, it doesn't sound as close to what a real hen sounds like i agree I, I think you can hammer away the loudest on a box call yeah for sure but they're for limited sure. as far as like you know cutting purring the slate's going to give you the most realistic sound. I mean, it's really is. It's kind of, you know, I mean, the, the, the order of it is what you said. I mean, you know, you locate them with a box call, you sort of draw them in with your, with your slate and you get them really close to where they're in range with your mouth call. And so, mm-hmm. and that way you get to stay still and you know, you don't move and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've kind of feel, I, I feel like I'm with those three, that's my method, mm-hmm. you know? Well, Adam, I could literally talk turkeys with you all day. Uh, it's one of my favorite species to pursue. It's one of the best times of the year, and it's almost here. But we do need to work in a quick break. We'll do that. Uh, we'll come back, talk some bucket list hunts, uh, waterfowling, and hear some more music. That segment brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'm a proud member. You know why? Because SCI, day after day, week after week, year after year, puts their money where their mouth is. They've been doing this for 50 years. And SCI is not all about international hunting, like some other organizations out there. No, they are invested in hunting across the globe and really focus right here in North America. So if that sounds like something that interests you, head over to safariclub.org to join our ranks today. We'll be right back on the One Star Outdoor Show. In Macon, Georgia, they kept my dad in the Macon jail. Dad said, son, if you keep your hands clean, you won't hear them bloodhounds on your trail. But I fell in. Hey, y'all. Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. Or a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However... There's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. (laughs) 
Cable Smith, welcome in everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here as we are still visiting with uh, our good friend, new friend, um, one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Adam Hood. But before we get back into that discussion, this segment of the presentation brought to you by Stealth Cam and the Fusion wireless trail camera these things continue to evolve gone are the days of paying four hundred dollars for a cell camera right now you can pick up a fusion for like 150 bucks and here's the cool thing uh, data plans are as cheap as like five dollars a month and if at&t works great on your hunting property well you can get the at&t model if verizon has better coverage on your deer lease um you pick up the verizon it's that easy it's the fusion you can find it at stealthcam com. With that being said, getting back into it here with Adam Hood, um, I know turkey hunting is your first and last love, but uh, I did want to ask you, man, if money wasn't an object, because that's always what comes to mind for me, is like, well, what would you like? If, yeah. if you could hunt anything anywhere, I would say a leopard, hmm. or I would say I would start working my way uh, through the North American sheep species. All that's like fifty grand, like wow, right. So really? just like get your foot in the door. Yeah. So not realistic for me yeah. right now in life. We got three kids. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. I just spent your college fund on a leopard hunt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. um, what would be your bucket list hunt? Anything, anywhere. The grand slams are pretty interesting. You know, mm. the extended grand slam. I think that would be would would be neat. I guess what was the other one that has like the oscillated turkey and the other one the goulds like that would be right. neat to do. Um, you know, the whole, for as, as interesting as the subspecies of turkeys are, the, the subspecies of ducks are fascinating, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I've kind of gotten into duck hunting in the past six, well, I guess since my wife and I met, my father-in-law has, they, they uh, lease a, a place in DeWitt and from, you know, rice farmers, uh -huh. and so we hunt blinds out there. I, I don't do the timber, I haven't done timber yet, and haven't really hunted anywhere besides Arkansas, so I'm a little bit of a spoiled brat when it comes to so did you, I'm going to put you to the test. Do you know what kind of duck that is right there? Canvas back? Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. And what about that thing up there? Uh, that is a merganser. Oh, all right. This guy <laughs> knows his duck hunting. All right. You can, I mean, if I they can just rip off the ID, the species in the studio here. Well, uh, you know, there was... You can tell when people are blowing smoke up your butt. And yeah. if you can identify the ducks, you're not. So when I was uh, a kid, I was a, I was a green wing. I was one of the Ducks Unlimited green wings. Uh -huh. And I actually, you know, they have the... the um, they have the the, the uh, annual uh, Ducks Unlimited banquets and stuff, and my dad won a twenty gauge single shot uh, Harrison Richardson Ducks Unlimited special, and so that kind of I I was sort of enamored with being a Green Wing, mm -hmm. and uh, and there was a, a book that came with being a Green Wing, and it was all the different subspecies, and I I, I looked at it, it was like. It was like my comic book, you know? <laughs> and so for someone who hasn't really been a duck hunter all that long, I mean, I've, I've really, like I said, I mean, I look through those things. And I look through turkey hunting magazines like as, like they were Spider-Man comics. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, kind of. That is I, cool. I, I, I kind of understand. I, yeah. I know those, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is badass, man. Uh, best comic book out there, right? Uh, DU Green Wings. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to another tune. I think you've got a new one. Uh, that you want to play for us. This will be on the new record. This is uh, the title track. It's called Bad Days Better. Mm -hmm. 
I woke up this morning seeing things a little differently. Last night I made my mind up and that's how it's gonna be. When I opened up my eyes to these words swimming in my mind, tapping my toes and humming as a melody. I'm a man on a mission, I'm the only one I could change. Cause this mean old world is always gonna stay the same. But even in the bad times, the sun's gonna shine on me. So I'm gonna make the bad days better than the good days it used to be. I spent 40 long years being way too hard on myself. Thought it was rough on my mind and even worse on my health. All dragging down a weight around. Well, it nearly pulled me down. So now I'm gonna lay down my cards and play the hand I'm dealt. And I'm a man on a mission, I'm the only one I could change. This mean old world is always gonna stay the same. Well, but even in the bad times, the sun's gonna shine on me. So I'm gonna make the bad days better than the good days it used to be, all right. I'm a man on a mission, I'm the only one I could change. Cause this mean old world is always gonna stay the same. But even in the bad times, the sun's gonna shine on me. So I'm gonna make the bad days better than the good days it used to be. Lord, I'll make the bad days better than the good days it used to be. <clears throat> Rock on. So that's the title track off the upcoming record. That's right. It'll be out. Uh, we're gonna start releasing singles. Hmm. Probably Easter. Okay. And then, yeah, it'll be out October 10th. So far, we, it may be earlier. Uh, let's yeah. hope it's not later. Right. <laughs> the plan is to not be any later than October 10th. Awesome. So. We're going to take one last break here, come back, and uh, hear a tune I know you're very proud of, one you co-wrote with Cody Jinx. Uh, we'll do that next. That segment brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. Land is the one thing they're not making any more of, but we all want it, right? And uh, Lone Star Ag Credit is a patronage organization, meaning they pay back their borrowers. And they did so to the tune of $17 million in 2021, their largest payout of all time. So if you're looking to finance your own slice of paradise, whether that's for hunting, fishing, recreating, or like so many of us, just to get the hell out of the big city these days, let Lone Star Ag Credit make that dream a reality. You can find them at LoneStarAgCredit.com. Up next, we'll wrap things up with Adam Hood on SCI's Lone Star Nothing that we would do. 
Hey guys, Cable here, and if you're listening to this show, you probably like ARs. And I'm not talking about antler restrictions, I'm talking about, you know, ARs, modern sporting rifles. And Timber Creek Outdoors has the best way I've found to take your AR to the next level. It's the Enforcer Kit. It features high-end performance parts and jaw-dropping looks. It's perfect for sportsmen, competitors, firearms, enthusiasts, and people who trust their lives to their equipment, like you and I. When combined together, these parts improve usability, as well as ergonomics, big word there, and dependability of any small-framed modern sporting rifle. Timber Creek products are manufactured by Americans in the USA. God bless America. And they implement uncompromising quality control and offer a lifetime warranty. They've got a bunch of different color options, something for everybody. I've got a Hunter Green Enforcer Kit on my 224 Valkyrie. Absolutely love it. You will, too. Check out the Enforcer Kit at TimberCreekOutdoorsInc.com. If you're looking to remodel your home, add a deck or arbor to the back patio, redo your fence, or build your dream home from the ground up, look no further than ECR Construction Group. My longtime bow hunting buddy, Josh Brown, is someone you can trust to deliver honest work on time. ECR Construction Group also serves the North Texas area, specializing in roofing, barn dominium builds, painting, and carpentry. So for your next project, call the folks I trust. That's ECR Construction Group at 214-400-1444 or ecrcg.com. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at bobcatadvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of North Texas in Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, McKinney, Paris, and Sherman. Visit bobcatofdallas.com today. Hey, this is Cody Jinks, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Wake up, Becky. Oh, I know it's been too long since I've held you. And I know you've been strong. Don't you worry. There's a very own Cody Jinks bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Cable Smith here with you. Uh, we've still got Adam Hood in studio, and we're going to wrap that conversation up momentarily. First, however, this segment brought to you by NUMA, geared for the outdoors. And while next week I'm not going to be hunting, I am going skiing, and uh, we're taking the kids to Purgatory for the uh, for the first time. They're so excited, and I honestly have not been skiing uh, since in, in a decade, since before Kids were even a thing in my life. <laughs> uh, but they're all jacked up. They want to go play in the snow. And so that's what we're going to do. My ultimate goal, just uh, to avoid injury, knock on wood. Because I've been known to take on uh, some jumps and tricks and things that I am nowhere near qualified to do. But uh, as a younger man in my 20s, uh, I attempted them anyway. Uh, now at 40, that doesn't seem like such a good idea. Y'all pray for me that I'll have more brain uh, than balls on this trip. I certainly uh, could use that. <laughs> uh, so the whole point of this is what's the warmest stuff that I have? Uh, it's all NUMA. It's my hunting gear. It's the Alpha Vertex pants and jacket. It's the uh, Waypoint jacket. And you want to talk about something that cuts the wind? Yeah, that's what I'll be wearing on the slope. Not afraid to be the only one wearing camo. Also, my wife told me that people wear helmets now when they ski. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. As long as I don't pull a Sonny Bono and run into a tree, I uh, think we'll be all right. But I'm not wearing a helmet. We didn't wear them when we rode bikes as a kid. We slept in cribs that were made of lead-based paint, and we drank out of the water hose. I will not be wearing a helmet skiing down the mountain. Sorry. Uh, she'll probably make my kids. She'll probably wear one herself. I'm out. And if that makes me get off my lawn guy, ah, so be it. But, uh, yeah, I'll be rocking the NUMA on the mountain. And here's the cool thing. You'll save 20% off your entire NUMA order when you use my promo code LONESTAR20 at checkout. Well, Adam, uh, thanks for sticking around, man. Certainly appreciate it. I've enjoyed the conversation immensely today. Man, my pleasure. Thank you. It is great to have you here in studio. So the Cody Jink song, you wrote that song. I, I wrote it with Cody. Okay. Yeah. He's been in here a couple times. Really? Not in the last few years when he got really big, but, you know, Man. he... Uh, what a guy. Yeah. I mean... He's a good dude. What a guy. Yeah. It, it It's really cool to see that there are guys out there that are that successful and truly, especially in the music industry, I know when I know when somebody's bullshitting, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and and he is not one hundred percent, you know. And yeah. I mean, I really, I really have, especially after that, have kind of, I've known him for a long time, you know. I mean, I remember when he was when he was a bartender at the White Elephant, you know. Right. So I mean, I've known him <laughs> a long time. As far as like writing and those kind of things, just our you know our paths never crossed that way until until this, you know, and mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, I mean it's been it was it was really special, and the fact that you know that we went from writing that one song that was the first time we did it, and uh, and then next thing you know, he said, "Hey, I'm going to record that song," you know, and then he called me and said, "Hey, um, that song is a title track," you know, and so <laughs> you know, what do you say? You right, know what I mean? Like awesome. I didn't know. I was like, should I cry? Should I like? I don't know. So yeah. well, let's take a listen to it. Since I since I write as much as I do write for others as much as I do myself, I'll do this one. This is a Cody Jinx song. I don't think you'll mind. <laughs> Strong liquor in an empty glass. Three weeks of kicking my ass. This running ragged sure is hell on me. Nine miles a minute. And I'm a head along in it. And she's in it too. Up to her knees She's patient when she's had enough That's how she shows me love And she gives more love than she gets from me Cause sometimes the whole thing gets me down And it takes more than love to turn around So I have mercy when I need it And that's the one thing I'll always need And she knows it And Lord, she shows it And it gives me every reason to believe Sometimes the whole thing gets me down And it takes more than love to turn around So I have mercy 
when I need it. That's the one thing I'll always need. And she knows it. And she shows it. And she gives me every reason to believe. She gives me every reason to believe. All right. Awesome, man. Well, it's been a it's been a real treat getting to visit with you. Thank you, man. Getting to know you a little bit. Like I said, just uh, admired your work from a distance over the years. And it's been a treat again to have you here in studio and to, to visit with another uh, fellow outdoorsman who isn't blowing smoke up your butt because he knows the damn species of ducks in here. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. It means a lot that that, that matters. So, yeah, yeah. That's I, cool. I'm, I appreciate you kind of paying attention and following and understanding what I do. And, you yeah. know, because, you know, I, I feel like that. I don't want to say I'm an exception to the rule, but, but you know, my, my path is not the same as most. And yeah. so I appreciate you. Hundred percent to it. Uh, so, where can folks find you? Everything goes through AdamHood.com. Um, I, social media is all you know. Adam Hood Music. Um, I'm on Facebook, um, uh, and iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. And Perfect. So, yeah, and and like you said, I mean, you know, the best place to find me is is go to my website and come to my shows. And you know, I mean, it's the you know we. I, it goes without saying that. That it's that streaming has changed things a lot, but yeah. you can all you can still buy vinyl, you yeah. know, and you can still <laughs> buy CDs, and and we would really appreciate it. So yeah, very cool, very cool. I still, uh, I think the truck that I have right now it's a 2018. It'd probably be the last truck yeah. that I ever buy that actually has a CD player in it. Yeah, because they're like phasing those out, which will piss me off because every time I want to put music like bumper music into the show coming in and out of commercial breaks. If it's something not already in my library, yeah. I have to go, I have to go put it on a CD and then burn it into my personal library. Wow. Really? So I have, I have a freaking, I'm burning CDs all the time. Right. <laughs> and then I just put them in my truck. That's and it's really the music cool, man. that like I want to listen to. You kind of create to. your own playlist. Right. I do. Yeah. I mean, of course I could just put it on Spotify or whatever, but, yeah, but, it's different, but I already though. have the compact disc. Yeah. And, and uh, one t- little side story, and I'll let you get out of here. No. So I was the first time I went to Africa about five years ago, I had a Philips compact disc player mm. and a book of CDs. Oh, this wow. is in 2016, yeah. 15? Yeah. And I'm this, this 14-hour flight, and I'm talking to this kid. He's sitting next to me, 22 years old. I said, do you know what this is? He goes, N- I have no idea what that is. Really? Not even I was like, a this CD is, player? This is a compact disc player. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what that is. I get the records, man. I understand records. <laughs> I, like, I, I no can't even understand cassettes. I'm like, sure he's CDs? seen CDs, but he couldn't put connect the dots because I didn't show him the CDs. I just asked him. Do you know what this is? Right. He's like, no, I don't know what that uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I was like, I'm old. We're uh, old, dude. Yeah. Well, hey, Adam, thanks again for your time, man. Thank you, Campbell. I it's appreciate it, buddy. It's been great having you in the studio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. There he goes, the great Adam Hood. Hope he knocks a couple long beards upside the head this spring. Uh, that segment brought to you by the good folks, the veteran owned and operated Black Rifle Coffee Company, America's Coffee Company. Uh, they just went public, by the way. I bought some stock, so they're doing big, big things. And of course, they also offer the finest coffee roasts anywhere. I truly believe that. And uh, right now, I'm sipping on some of the Power Llama. 
And whether you're a light roast, medium roast, or dark roast kind of human being, um, they've got something for everybody. Plus all that cool black rifle swag, caps, T-shirts, mugs, everything. They've got it all. And you'll save 20% off your entire Black Rifle Coffee Company purchase with that promo code LONESTAR20. Unfortunately, we are flat out of time. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to Adam Hood. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors.